Today, the House passes the Born Alive abortion bill with almost all Democrats uh, voting no. And uh, let's see, what else do we have today? Oh, we have more information on the second set of classified documents and where they were found in Joe Biden's residence. Uh, we've got all of that and more coming up, and it all starts right now. Welcome to the News and Why It Matters. I am Sarah Gonzalez, and I am joined today by uh, Alex Stein, Blaze TV host Alex Stein. Also, we're keeping it all in the family today. Uh, we are also joined by Blaze TV host Pat Gray, host of Pat Gray Unleashed. Mm -hmm. I appreciate both of you guys being here today. Um, big news. Well, I say big news. I think a, a very big step in this new GOP-controlled House of Representatives, they passed a bill late yesterday that is geared towards taking, uh, ensuring that steps are taken by doctors, abortionists, to protect the life of innocent babies once they are actually born during a botched abortion. Uh, and the bill is called the Born Alive Abortion Survivors Protection Act. And it says that practitioners who do not reasonably act to preserve the life and health of the child after an attempted uh, abortion, as they would, by the way, for any other newborn that is born, but like meant to be born and not killed, they could face up to five years imprisonment. And of course, you know, you would think this is this is really, really great. The House passed it. It'll go to the Senate. Perhaps maybe, you know, we can all agree that it is not controversial to say that a baby who is born should receive health care rather than letting it die, as Ralph Northam suggested once over in Virginia. But then, you know, we are dealing with today's Democrat Party. So 210 Democrats voted no on this measure. Uh, one voted yes. This was Henry Cuellar from Texas. One voted present. This was also from Texas. It was uh, Vicente Gonzalez, I believe. And uh, 210 Democrats decided that babies were not worthy of life-saving care once they were actually born from their mother. Now, you might think to yourself, why? Why would a Democrat say that? Why you, This should not be a controversial thing. What possible reason could a Democrat have for denying a baby life-saving care? Um, I want to go first to uh, Hillary Shulton, who shockingly gives a, a very compelling reason, she thinks, straight from the Bible. Watch. ...of parental and maternal rights and in opposition to H.R. 26. I'm the first mother in history to represent West Michigan in Congress. This matter is deeply personal to me. I recently shared publicly about my own experience navigating a complex miscarriage and the loss of my daughter. As a pro-choice Christian who chose life, this issue is so personal to me. My faith informs my actions, but it doesn't dictate the policy of an entire nation. And further, when I read the scripture, I turn to mm -hmm. passages and I'm guided by passages like Jeremiah 1 verses 5, which states, I knew you before I formed you and I placed you in your mother's womb. It doesn't say the government's womb or the speaker's womb. It says the mother's womb. I believe life is precious, but I reject the idea that if I embrace 
the sanctity of life, I also must be forced to invite the federal government in to regulate it. We must protect families from unnecessary government intrusion into the most sacred and personal decisions of our lives and our children's lives. Oh, man. Thank you. So, she said that she was a mother, so I feel like she already should understand this, but this has nothing to do with women's reproductive health care or a womb of the mother, which, by the way, I appreciated that she did say it is, in fact, a mother. Uh, So just as a refresher course, I hate to woman'splain to you guys, but it actually, um, after the baby is delivered and goes through that magical birth canal where Mm -hmm. the Democrats think that that baby changes from, like, I don't know, a watermelon into an actual human being, it actually is delivered and is no longer a part of the woman's womb. You cut that umbilical cord, they are completely separate. So I'm not quite sure where the whole women's womb, it's not the government's womb, uh, comes into play. But then I guess I'm assuming that we're dealing with rational, sane people. Um, Pat, I'm going to give you first stab at this. Uh, Mm. Pro, what did she say? Pro-life Christian. Pro-choice. Pro-choice. Pro-choice Christian. Thank you. Pro-choice Christian. Yeah. doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Um, And... Uh, I guess she's saying that the government shouldn't be involved in declaring that that baby should be taken care of. Well, the government already makes decisions on Mm -hmm. whether or not you should take care of people who are critically ill, Mm -hmm. whether you need to take care of people who show up at at an emergency center. Mm I mean, how about CPS, it, Child Protective Services? Right. Mm-hmm. I, I, the government's involved in all kinds of things that involve our, our health and safety, and this is about health and safety of the baby. It's not about your mother's womb. I, right. I don't even know. For some reason, they're equating this with abortion, mm-hmm. and it has nothing to do with abortion. The abortion already failed. Okay. Now you have a baby. Yep. So now you have a human life, and it's not inside the womb. So what is your problem with taking care of a baby? <laughs> Uh, Jerry Nadler made some bizarre statement about it might be worse for the baby to go to a hospital. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, no, we um, we actually have that. So let's play a garden gnome Jerry Nadler watch. The problem with this bill is not that it makes anything, that it is not yes. that it provides any new protections for infants. The problem with this bill is that it endangers some infants by stating that that infant must immediately be brought to the hospital, (laughs) where, depending on the circumstances, that may be the right thing to do for the health and survival of that infant, Uh or it may not. That is the problem with this bill. It it, it, um, um, directs (laughs) and and mandates a certain medical care, which may not be appropriate, which may be in danger the life of an infant in certain circumstances. That's why we oppose this bill. What? Medical care wow. may endanger mm. the lives of these babies. <laughs> yeah, don't. I'm not going to spend too much time trying to make sense of that. Mm. It well, already hurts my head. For me, it makes me so mad because these are, these are the same people that are saying now, my body, my mm-hmm. choice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they wanted a mandatory vaccine for you to go get a cup of coffee with no long-term testing that they did on eight mice. So... Now, all of a sudden, they don't want the government involved in every single decision that we make. That's false. So it's just very sad that they can use this excuse for life. You know, they they say that, you know, it's not a human being in there and that it's not murder when they know it's murder. And because of their political ideology, they sit there and they vote for it when they know. They know. They cannot be that dumb 
that they're not murdering a baby when they do abortion, when they well, have abortion. Well, you would think that if they, if they admit, if, if they believed in what they said, which is it's not a baby yet, mm -hmm. until it, as I said earlier, until it crosses that magical birth canal in which it, all of this magic mm -hmm. happens and it becomes an actual human being, who knew until that very moment, um, if they actually believed that, then wouldn't they accept this? Because if, if this is anything, it's a separation of abortion mm -hmm. is different hey, we're going to take abortion and we're going to put it right here, okay? We'll deal with that in the States. But over here, can we at least agree that once a baby is born, that's something completely different and we should actually all agree to protect that baby? This is the delineation of that and they refuse to admit to it, which would lead one to believe like, yeah, they understand that it's a baby at all stages. They just don't want the baby to be born because they're a death cult. Well, that's my point exactly. They know it's a baby when it's in the first trimester mm -hmm. or it's five days after birth. So they don't care if they have to murder it a couple hours after it's born because that was meant to be aborted the whole time. And for them, it's not some sort of moral decision because morally they could care less. Yeah, I, um, you know, it's really shocking to see how radical the Democrats have gotten on a lot of issues, actually, but specifically mm -hmm. on this issue with abortion. Um, but they just really do, going back to the death cult thing, they just really do seem to be a death cult. And I'm not even talking well, about- they are. They, I mean, they are. And they I'm are. not even talking about just in America. I mean, you have the government, the leftist government in Canada, trying to uh, you know, incentivize people to kill themselves basically with a assisted mm -hmm. suicide and like you just i mean this is how far we've fallen no i had to say this too and the adult euthanasia in canada is insane but there was just a viral clip of a guy that was on the bachelor now follow me he was just on the bachelor and he's on a date and the girl asked him what he did for a living and he said that he sells medical parts and what he did is he sells placenta and that the placenta that, that these babies yes this is all on mm. the bachelor on the first date and he, he's like oh i probably shouldn't say he said, oh, a placenta on an aborted fetus is worth nearly $40,000. So what's sad is like these politicians are making decisions because there's a medical benefit. The medical industrial complex is paying these politicians in order to have this because they benefit from those parts, whether it's for testing or nefarious reasons, but they need those fetuses. Mm -hmm. So that's why, in my opinion, this feeds the medical industrial complex because they need these baby parts. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Isn't it also strange to hear Democrats talking about they're worried about government being involved in certain things? I mean, that's, right. that's they want the government involved in, in everything, literally everything, except this one issue. Yeah. Uh, so it, it's really disingenuous. And and for them to worry about the baby going to the hospital because that would endanger the baby's <laughs> life. I would think if you leave the baby without medical care without medical care mm -hmm. after a failed abortion mm -hmm. it's almost certain it will die because obviously you've used chemicals mm -hmm. on this baby and it's going to need to be treated uh, because if you if you do the suction they're, right. they're not going to survive right so the only way that a baby could survive a, survive an abortion is if it was a, a chemical abortion mm -hmm. and the baby's probably going to need some treatment yeah well but so hear me out pat mm. maybe they meant you, you would force the baby to go in a car, and what if they got in a car accident? 
Well, there's that, that could be dangerous could to be. the baby. Yes, so good. you you don't want to mm-hmm. you don't want to take that risk. You just mm-hmm. kind of roll the dice at home mm-hmm. and just see what happens, I guess. And the baby's not vaccinated, so we don't want to, you know. <laughs> right. It's, it's yeah, you got to be careful. Yeah. It could catch COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, I think some other Democrats were saying, well, we don't we just voted no because we don't need this. It's unnecessary. We already have like uh, there's already a law against murder. Oh, really? Says the party who demanded that we vote for an anti-lynching bill? <laughs> really? <laughs> really? Interesting. That's very, very interesting coming from them. Um, it, you know, it's, I don't know, it'll be interesting to see. I, this really has no chance of did you happening the, because it goes to the Senate. So. Did you see the numbers? Was there one month in Texas where there were zero abortions? Did you see that? Oh, I didn't see that yeah, there was recently, a month yeah, where there, so was there, zero. there was zero. There I saw was, that it's dropped like drastically. There was supposedly four medically necessary to save the mother's life Zero elective abortions, wow. supposedly. Yeah. Well, yeah. you go back to um, the comments that that uh, representative uh, made on, um, you know, I'm a mother, so this is deeply personal to me, which, by the way, is very offensive because if you are a mother, it should be deeply personal to you how we shouldn't be killing babies in the wombs once you've actually gone through the process of birthing babies and you feel the baby and you see the baby in the ultrasounds. Like to say, I'm a mother, this is deeply personal to me that you won't allow me to kill my own child is a little offensive. Um, I don't know, maybe I'm just extra sensitive. But, you know, she she tries to, to make this point that, like, well, A, uh, it's the government's womb, which, which we discussed, but, uh, like, you can't... The women in this country right now um, are not having children. I just saw a thing that, like, women... What is it, half mm-hmm. of women mm-hmm. under 45 have kids? Because right. because we're feeding them this garbage. We're telling them that it it's, it empowers you to kill your own child. You don't have to be a mom. Uh, even if you are already a mom, I guess you still want to keep that, maintain that right, just in case, like, I don't know, you have one that you don't think looks right in the ultrasound or something. It's just really alarming um, how how far we've fallen, and I don't know what the answer is, because as we saw from the latest election, um, d- women were the ones who really held out for very far left candidates. And you have to, uh, the assumption is that it was because of Roe versus Wade and protecting abortion rights. I mean, this is their issue. How do you change that mind when this is their issue? This is the issue they are going to the polls on and they are so staunchly for the right to kill their own baby. That is what they're voting on. How do you change that mind? Women's, revoke women's suffrage. Um, <laughs> maybe that's the Honestly, answer. Honestly, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of the there too, Pat. Because we had Obama because of women. Right. We have Biden because of women. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe it's time. <laughs> it's <a great laughs> it might be time. Maybe we should look at the that. The voting moment. age goes from 18 to 35, mm-hmm. and we revoke the right of uh, women to vote. And then those two things, I think, will be a much more conservative <laughs> country. I... I hate to say I agree with you, but I kind of agree with you. Um, All right, we got to take a quick break. We'll be back with more. First, we want to thank our new sponsor, Eden Pure. So uh, I got to tell you guys about Eden Pure. This is a best-selling Eden Pure thunderstorm air purifier that uses proven oxy technology that really, really quickly destroys viruses, odors, mold, so much more. They've got over 265,000 already sold. Uh, That is how you know It works. People keep buying it. And I got to tell you how I use mine. So we, Alex, you'll love this. 
We have cats, mm-hmm. okay? Alex has like 10 million cats, yeah. so mm-hmm. you really need to listen. <laughs> um, our cat's litter box, one of our cat's litter boxes is in like this like utility room slash laundry room or whatever, and we put one in there and turned it up to the right to the right dial, uh, the right spot on the dial, and my son used to go in there, and he would always, he would walk in there, and after one of the cats pooped, and be like, oh my God, I can't go in here, it stinks so bad, and make such a big deal out of it, and now he's like, oh, it doesn't stink in here anymore. Like, you, re- it mm. really, I need really... that for my own bathroom. That's Just <laughs> my bathroom. Forget about the cat's bathroom. I need that for mine. I've had a lot of ladies leave my house because of what happens in there. So if Eden Cure is that strong, then, it then is. you can come in handy. It I'm going to be plugging you in very soon. It really is. It works for, like, cigarette smoke, uh, you know, whatever strong odors you want to get rid of. And it, like, actually sends out O3 molecules, which literally it goes it seeks out and destroys odors the technology is is crazy but all i'm here to tell you is it works and i know it works so if you have cats if you smoke if you have smokers in your house whatever the case may be you got to try it you can save two hundred dollars on an eden pure thunderstorm three pack for whole home protection you will get three units for under two hundred dollars put them in your basement bedroom family room kitchen i put them in the kitchen whenever i'm cooking brussels sprouts because it makes your whole house smell like a fart it doesn't have to be that way. You can go to EdenPureDeals.com, put in discount code Sarah3 to save that $200. That's EdenPureDeals.com, discount code Sarah3, and shipping is free. Yesterday, uh, we brought you the then-breaking news that uh, there had been a second set of classified documents that were found uh, at some location of Joe Biden's. We were not sure where it was at that time. So now we do know that uh, lawyers discovered among personal and political papers a small number of additional Obama-Biden administration records with classified markings. All but one of these documents were were found in storage space in the president's Wilmington residence garage, uh, said White House lawyers late yesterday. They said one document consisting of one page was discovered among stored materials in an adjacent room. So you have most of the materials found in a garage where apparently he parks his Corvette. uh, And then you have one other (laughs) one's stored in an adjacent room. Um, And now there has been a special counsel that has been appointed to the matter. So I want to discuss with you guys, but I want to play for you first. Peter Ducey uh, of Fox News actually really pushed Joe Biden on this this morning. Like, why classified documents right next to your Corvette? What gives? Watch. Classified material next to your Corvette? What were you thinking? Let me, uh, I'm going to get a chance to speak on all this, God willing, soon. But as I said earlier this week, people, and by the way, my Corvette's in a locked garage. Okay, <laughs> so it's not like you're sitting out in the street. So the but anyway. It was in a locked garage. <laughs> yes, as well as my Corvette. Okay. Um, but as I said earlier this week, people know I take classified documents and classified material seriously. I also said we're cooperating fully and completely with the Justice Department's review. As part of that process, mm-hmm. my lawyers reviewed other places where documents in my, uh, of, from my time as vice president were stored, and they finished the review last night. Okay, all right, they hold on. Okay, that's enough, that's enough, that's enough. I would be remiss if I didn't just point out 
He had no right to take classified documents. He wasn't the president at the time. You don't have the ability to declassify documents as vice president. He's president now, but these documents were taken when he was only the vice president. So what, like, he's acting as if, you know, you guys are just, I guess we're just supposed to forget that he was vice president at the time. And like, well, yeah, I had him in, in, a, in a garage, but it was locked. So... Don't worry, it was safe. Okay, even if that were the case, that's not the argument that you make when you were only vice president and you have these classified documents. By the way, I'd love to hear what these were about because the first batch that we know of was about none other than Ukraine, among other things. Wow, what a coincidence that that's kind of the thing that uh, we were trying to look into, the thing that got Trump impeached uh, over a phone call, trying to look into the corruption having to do with Ukraine. Now all of a sudden, oh, his aides are going through all of his stuff, but don't worry. They'll turn everything over. They're not going to whitewash anything. And by the way, uh, you know, don't expect any FBI raids over at uh, Joe Biden's residences. It's just Mar-a-Lago that the FBI comes to, bangs down your door and goes through your wife's stuff. Well, don't be Don Lamont because none of these, you know, none of these classified documents even matter. I mean, we act like there's something important. We know that Joe Biden was doing illegal business dealings with Burisma. We know that his family's doing illegal business dealings with China. So, I mean, unless these documents actually expose all that, I don't really care that he took some paperwork. I don't care that Trump took some paperwork. I really just don't. I'm not going to sit here and clutch my pearls over some quote-unquote classified documents when we know that there's levels of security and information that we'll never know. So I'm not going to sit here and act like... Of course like there is, but the unprecedented... <clears throat> way that they raided Obama spied on Trump his entire campaign and And nobody nobody even cares I'm just saying it's like look we act like we care I know I do care (laughs) but I'm saying this is the espionage oh they kept paperwork from when they were president oh golly I'm saying it's all stupid it's all meant to distract us from what's really happening and and I really do think this sounds crazy but this is some sort of like humiliation ritual and I do believe Biden they're going to take Biden out because I don't think he wants to not run in 2024 so I think something weird is happening but it's not unusual that they have all these documents, all these presidents. George Bush probably has a stack of documents to the ceiling of this studio. Well, again, George Bush was president, so he has the ability okay, to declassify yeah. things and bring them home. Well, you and don't I- think Dick Cheney has any paperwork at, uh, anywhere? In the- <laughs> I'm not saying that they don't do it. What I'm saying is they took this to an un- unprecedented level when they decided to raid the former president's of residence, of go through all of his stuff, mm-hmm. take mm-hmm. his belongings, mm-hmm. and act as if he had nuclear secrets when he had no, none of that. Sir, so we're, we're not treating this guy the same way. And what he did was, to their standards, far worse. Yeah, but it was not that long ago, the summer of love, the George Floyd summer, I saw them burn down entire cities, Minnesota. They burned down a federal building in uh, Portland for 68 days straight. Nobody were, was arrested. But then I went on January 6th, and I saw people walk within the velvet mm-hmm. rope. And it's a worse crime in the entire world since 9-11. So, yeah, nothing's fair. Mm-hmm. And obviously the system's rigged against people that are quote-unquote conservative. Well, unlike you, I'm pissed off about it. Okay, I'm pissed <laughs> off too. I'm just saying it's like, oh, documents, documents, documents. Just give me the illegal business dealings. I'm sick of seeing Hunter Biden's genitalia. Give me some freaking, I want that smoking gun. Mm-hmm. Pat. Uh, I, you know, I, I love his claim that he takes classified documents seriously, and then they're they're in his garage next to his Corvette. Uh, that's not taking classified documents seriously. You don't think? But, well, but no, he said it's locked. You he, must have not heard. Oh, he, he did it's say locked. it's locked, and there's yeah. no way anybody could break into a garage. No. That's unheard of. No. That's never happened. Yeah. It's like Fort Knox, I'm sure. <laughs> Uh, but I think there's something really weird going on mm-hmm. here, too. I, I, I do think it's an effort, um, maybe by Democrats, to get rid of Biden. Maybe this is their chance to sort of push him aside 
gracefully because mm -hmm. uh, you got this the classified documents just like Trump did. We can't have either one of you run. Yeah. And, and maybe that's what they try uh, to say coming up because they want to run somebody who doesn't have dementia. Uh, it is possible. <laughs> Such high standards. Well, I know. These days I know, that. right? And it's a victimless crime because nobody cares about <clears throat> classified. I mean, we might act like we care. but Well, I mean, it, really it is I mean, really weird, though, because like why? Maybe I missed <clears throat> this part of the story, but why were the aides going through his stuff in the first place? Like what prompted them to be mm, like, we're going to yeah. go through all of his stuff to check and see if there happened to be classified documents. And then at that point, they still, I mean, it does, it feels very whitewashed. Like they want to, they want to put forth enough to get him out, but they don't want to, you know, provide enough material to get him thrown in prison. Right. Because mm -hmm. it's like, you guys banged down Trump's door over nothing. And now after the first batch of classified documents, nobody said anything. And they just continued letting aides go through the rest of his belongings. And by the way, the first place that they found it in, the office that they found it in, he had moved like twice. So they had already gone through documents twice. It had survived two moves, right. two office moves, <clears throat> and were still there. And they're like, oops, it was just an accident. And of course, Alex, again, I, I don't disagree with you that like maybe, you know, the, the, the papers don't mean as much as policies or whatever else, but the mainstream media crucified Trump for yes, all of this. They're of giving Biden cover. They're like, well, we don't know what was in it yet. I mean, we're... He probably didn't even know it was there. Don't worry. And I would have loved less, to have heard. There's less documents right, exactly. than Trump had. Exactly. I would have loved to have heard yeah. any sort of those benefit of the doubt statements being made whenever it was Donald Trump and nobody mm -hmm. knew anything at that time either. Um, so it's just really frustrating when you when you see the FBI um, and the DOJ targeting a, a president and former president the way that they have Donald Trump. I'm pissed. Like. Go bang down Joe Biden's freaking door. Go do that. Go raid his house. You see that he already has classified documents. Why haven't you done that yet? Well, Joe Biden shouldn't have been ineligible to run for president. I mean, plain and simple. Just with the illegal business dealings, just with the Hunter Biden laptop. They knew mm -hmm. Hunter Biden was smoking cocaine when Joe Biden was vice president. So this is, I mean... Well, you know, it's, it's funny, too, because you say that. It's like, why did they think that it was smart to run him in the first place? Right? Like, they knew that he had this baggage. They, mm -hmm. they knew probably mm -hmm. better than anyone else. So why would they pick him other than, well, I guess the answer is he, they knew that he would be their puppet because that's all that they were looking for. Well, I'm so dumb. I thought Trump had basically a 0% chance when he beat Hillary, and I thought Biden had a 0% chance when he beat Trump. So what do I know? Yeah. Um, all right, we'll be back with more. we got to take a quick break. First, we want to thank our sponsor, Cozy Earth. So uh, Cozy Earth... We have Cozy Earth sheets. They've got a, a ton of different bedding options, and they are the softest sheets I've ever owned in my life, hands down. They've got over like 5,000 five-star reviews on their website. Um, and look, I don't have to tell you what a difference it makes when you go to sleep when you are on very, very soft sheets. It's all made from highly sustainable bamboo, which is it's interesting when you think, like you think bamboo, and you're like, that's wood. How is that soft? I don't know how they do it, okay? I'm just telling you, it's the, the softest sheets we've ever owned, and they don't fade. They just continue to get softer somehow each time you wash them. Uh, they've got a ton of different colors. You gotta go check them out. You can go to CozyEarth.com slash Y. Save 35% right now. Uh, but this is a New Year deal, so it's going away soon. Don't sleep on it. CozyEarth.com slash Y. Enter promo code Y to save that 35%. <laughs>
long-serving Republican, yes, just keep note that I just said that, Republican representative Joe Wilson of South Carolina has put forward a resolution that calls for displaying a bust of Ukrainian pres President <gasps> Vladimir Zelensky in the United States Capitol. It would direct mm. the Fine Arts Board to obtain that bust uh, for display in a suitable permanent location in the House of Representatives wing of wow. the United States Capitol. This is, of course, after we have taken, funneled billions of our money and sent it over there for God knows what. And now in America, we are supposed to display mm -hmm. the bust of this guy who could be the Antichrist. I don't really know. <laughs> In the United States, in the United States Capitol, forever. <laughs> Great. I'm so glad that they're tackling the really important things in Congress now, right? R yeah. Republican Joe Wilson of South Carolina. Hope you guys are real proud of your guy. It was about a week ago that everybody in America knew that Ukraine had one of the most corrupt governments on the face of the planet. I mean, okay, it was before the war, but everybody knew. I mean, Ukraine is not this. Mecca of goodness and righteousness. And and I don't want them to be overrun by Russia. I hate Vladimir Putin. Mm -hmm. But can we relax on the Ukraine Vladimir Zelensky thing? Yeah. This has gotten way out of control. I mean, $100 billion plus. Who knows how much more in military hardware? Who knows how many Patriot missiles we'll wind up sending to them? Who knows where those missiles and all of that money is going to wind up eventually? Mm -hmm. Is this just a massive laundering scheme for corrupt officials in the United States? I don't know. I, I have my suspicions that it could be. I mean, we have no way of tracking the weapons. We don't track the money. We don't know what's happening to it. It's just gotten so far out of hand. And now a bust mm -hmm. in the Capitol building? Asinine. It, Absolutely ludicrous. It really is scary. Uh, and it, I, I wish that I had enough time to, to look this up before we started this program. But, like, has this ever been anything that any other country has ever even discussed? I mean, could you imagine any other country being like, you know what? We should display a bust of all of the United States <laughs> government heads. Like, that would no. be unheard of, I would right. think. Yeah. Well, and, and let's realize what they are fighting for. At the beginning of this conflict, this is what was on the table. All the Ukraine had to do is not join NATO, and the Donbass region could have been autonomous. Somebody could have chosen to be either Russian or Ukraine. Mm -hmm. That's it. Mm -hmm. Th then we save $100 billion. Yeah. So Plus. this is mm -hmm. all because of NATO. So because of globalism, because of, like, uh, <laughs> tinfoil hat time, the new world order, the one world order, whatever you want. It's a destabilization of America great, mm -hmm. of, of the great America country. America first becomes America last. Mm -hmm. And sadly, most people can't see it, and they vote for this, and they put the Ukrainian flag in their bio. But every time you do that, you're selling out yourself, and you're selling out your neighbor. So we need to start putting America first. You know, it's just frustrating because, Pat, you, you mentioned, you alluded to Vladimir Putin. Um, it, so often people, I guess because no one can critically think, people think that it's this binary choice and that there's a yeah, good guy and not, a bad guy, yeah. no. right? And you have right. to pick the good guy. And it's like, no, sometimes they're just both bad guys and we should stay out of their business yes. entirely, right? Yes. Like. Yes. And they don't, but they don't get that. They don't understand. They think no. that it's there's it's binary. You got to pick one, and there's one that's good, and you got to be on the right side. And I think we've been conditioned as Americans to believe that we need to intervene in everybody's situation. We right. don't. Right. Of course not. We don't. Right. We shouldn't be. If the founders were around today, 
they we wouldn't be involved in any of this stuff. Mm-hmm. We wouldn't mm-hmm. we wouldn't be involved in Afghanistan, Iraq, uh, South Korea, Japan, uh, Germany. We wouldn't be all over the world in every African nation. We would be minding our own business. And then when somebody attacks us, we kick their ass and then we come back home again. Mm-hmm. And that's that's how, what, the way it was designed. Mm-hmm. And, but we've we've gone way afield of that. Yeah. Yeah, well, after a 20-year war in the Middle East that we didn't win, that we basically lost, Mm -hmm. and then we leave billions of dollars, I think a trillion dollars worth of military equipment, and then just... Cody, you think they would have learned their lesson? Yeah, but just coincidentally, all of a sudden, Ukraine. I mean, we we leave one place, and then we just all have to send... And and not not only are we sending all of our weapons there, but now they're sending Ukrainian troops to Oklahoma. Mm -hmm. Right, And they're being trained in Mm -hmm. Oklahoma. So That's the scary part. I mean, come on, we are involved. All these politicians are like, oh, well, we're fighting Russia by proxy. It's not by proxy anymore. As soon as Mm -hmm. as they they come here, it's not by proxy anymore. Yep, Mm -hmm. yep. Which, Which, again, it seems it's very scary to consider when you think about the fact that, like, it feels a whole lot like our own politicians are really just daring Vladimir Putin to do something to yeah. us, yeah. right? I mean, they have started. We started with advisors. We started with training, and that's what we're doing now uh, with Ukraine. It's really dangerous ground that we're on. Yeah. Um, all right. I want to. You know what? Let, let's let's do this. I want to. Um, I want to go to a. I want to go to break a little early because when we come back, I, I've got a couple things that I want to to talk to you about. Uh, and by the way, it's regarding the uh, COVID jab. So, no telling whether or not we're going to still exist on YouTube. I guess we'll find out, but uh, we'll be right back. Federal vaccine advisors have expressed outrage that uh, government scientists and the pharmaceutical company Moderna neglected to share damning data about its new booster shot during discussions about whether it should be made available to the public. So uh, the infection data that was conveniently withheld from both the FDA and the CDC uh, vaccine advisors last summer suggested the possibility that the updated booster might not be any more effective at preventing COVID-19 infections than the original shots. So this data that, again, it's looking at the booster's impact on actual infections, it indicated that 1.9% of the study participants who received the original booster became infected, whereas those who got the updated uh, vaccine, the one that scientists released because they hoped that it would work better because, as we know, uh, the original one did not work. And by the way, is also very dangerous. I'm just going to go ahead and say all the things and get them all out there. <laughs> we'll see if this makes it on YouTube or not. Uh, this is a, a higher percentage, they said, uh, 3.2% became infected. And the FDA ultimately, of course, authorized the, the Moderna updated booster August 31st. And the agency did not publicize the previously omitted infection data until September 13th. Uh, as of December, the United States had purchased nearly 171 million doses of this booster for approximately $4.9 billion. I think it's absolutely hilarious that people like Paul Offit, who is, for those of you who don't know, probably the biggest vaccine shill in the United States, Paul Offit saying, oh, this, this shook my faith. It shook my faith in how these decisions were being made. Really? Really. I'm here to tell you, Paul, if you go looking, if you go looking and actually doing some digging rather than just trusting what these people are telling you when they investigate themselves so that they can make money, uh, this is not the first time that they have withheld statistically significant data. 
I know that's going to come as a shock to you, Paul, but they've been doing this for a very, very long time. Uh, it just never has been the government buying up all of these all of these doses. But uh, happy to know as a taxpayer that four point nine billion of our dollars is it's, this is not the money that's going to Ukraine. We've got the money going to Ukraine mm-hmm. and then we've got the money going to big pharma. Um, and all of it is just absolutely evil and disgusting. Well, I just want to say, just like Jimmy Kimmel, I've had six boosters and I've had COVID six times and I've been only hospitalized three times. So <laughs> with that, I'm doing pretty good. So I don't know about you guys, but I'm down to get my seventh booster. So, I mean, that's enough data. I'm the guinea pig, and you know what? I kind of like it. And you know, to be honest, I do miss Dr. Fauci. So if you're watching this, Tony, I miss you. That was beautiful. That was beautiful. (laughs) I'm moved. Uh, You know, what else have they been hiding from us? Both Pfizer and Moderna. Um, Is it just the efficacy of the third booster? (laughs) You know it's not. Right. How many people, I wonder how many people um, died in trials, except they didn't. They probably didn't. They didn't do any trials. Well, they had the to trial stop doing trials now. on the animals. Did you see that? Where that is, they had to stop doing trials on the animals because so many animals yeah. are dying. Right. Sorry. Right. I mean, look at all the. You know, and I don't. I don't know that they're definitely tied in, but you. You have to wonder mm-hmm. with all the died suddenly mm-hmm. that is going on right now with 16, 17, 18 year olds unrelated with athletes. Yeah. <laughs> completely a coincidence, I guess. Yeah, it's just a weird, weird coincidence. Everybody started getting the shot, and then like a year later, everybody's dying suddenly. Mm-hmm. Uh, as if it's events. happened all the time, is right. what we're being told. Oh, it's climate change. Yeah, it's, maybe that's what it is. <laughs> Okay, they're dying from climate change. Yeah, they, we, we need to take a serious look at gas stoves because of the, the <laughs> right. effect that it's having mm-hmm. on the population. Right. But definitely don't look at why all of those young, healthy uh, no. people, oftentimes athletes, yeah. are literally just dropping dead, uh, m- most times from cardiac events. In completely unrelated news, uh, the Moderna CEO <laughs> has announced a new mRNA shot to treat heart failure patients. Mm. Here is yeah, Here is that discussion. Mm. Watch. As you say, cardiology, we have now in a clinic a super exciting program when we inject mRNA in people's heart after a heart attack to grow back new blood vessels to help revascularize the heart. So it's a bit like science fiction medicine, but that's, that's what is really exciting to me. But the, the other side of this is that right now, Moderna, though it has this pipeline, has one commercial product, and that's the spike fax. That's the actual COVID vaccination. So that's the irony of COVID is it really has in some ways allowed you to go and develop these other areas because of the revenues <laughs> that came through the door. You're 100% right. Mm. <laughs> oh my gosh, we are living in a simulation. Mm. I, I really do believe that more and more these days. So you got to hand it to them. That is a, actually a very smart business model. It's very, very cunning and incredibly evil and they're definitely going to be very hot in the afterlife. But You create the problem and you make tons of money off of creating the problem within the the shot that is, well, I'm just going to say allegedly. Okay, allegedly, you create the problem with the shot causing heart issues in people. (laughs) And then you're like, don't worry, we also have the solution with that same technology that really screwed you up. But but listen, if we inject it again this time in a different way, it's totally going to work and it's going to cure your heart from all of the damage that it sustained as a result of the other one that we put <laughs> in you a couple years ago. And don't forget Moderna. They only make one thing, like he said, the, the spike shot with no long-term testing. Mm-hmm. So you know it's going to be good. Oh, I mean, yeah. yeah. You know it has. I mean, they can put all their focus in it. So... I'm actually happy that this is going to be the Spike Shot 2.0, the sequel. So 
I'm, I'm excited to get it because I need it because I've been hospitalized a lot over the last year with periocarditis. So. <laughs> <laughs> Pat. I, I mean, I, uh, the amazing thing to me is how these, the big pharma is perceived now by Democrats mm -hmm. who hated their guts mm -hmm. and didn't trust them at all. Now, all of a sudden... Uh, they don't have a single problem with mm -hmm. Pfizer, with Moderna, with spending billions and billions of dollars on uh, ridiculously expensive shots. Now everything, everything's great and we're going to protect them and we're going to make sure that they can never be sued. I mean, it's it, the, uh, the evil that has been perpetrated yeah. on us the last couple of years is really astounding. Yeah, it really is. Um, all right, we've got to, uh, we got to take a quick break. We'll be right back. <clears throat> more astounding thing is the amount of people who A Michigan middle school field trip took, uh, I would say, quite a disturbing turn when uh, the group stopped at a downtown Detroit nightclub with pictures of these students, these are adolescent students, partaking in pole dancing. Um... <clears throat> Yeah. Rochester Community School trustee uh, Andrew Weaver apparently blogged about this. This is a November field trip from the school district's Hart Middle School. Hart Middle School, who went to the Detroit Symphony Orchestra, and uh, somehow they went from going to the orchestra to hear, you know, this beautiful music being played to uh, taken to the, this is sixth graders, taken to this club uh, when space ran out at a connected pizza restaurant on the club's website it states all guests must be 21 plus with a valid id which obviously was not followed that day those of you who are watching uh this can see these images of these children whose faces have been blacked out um literally dancing around these <clears throat> poles but listen no one's trying to groom your child no one's trying to teach them strip club culture, okay? That's not, you guys are crazy, extreme MAGA Republicans, big cons conspiracy theorists like mm -hmm. this guy, mm -hmm. okay? No one's trying to do that. It's just that they're, you know, they're just showing up at strip clubs and, and playing on poles. <laughs> Wait, why aren't they at a trampoline park or uh, a monument? I mean, mm -hmm. what, how did they, isn't there a parent waiver they have to sign? I mean, what is going, I mean, what is going on? Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, I mean, yes, there always are permission slips that have to be signed. I'm fairly certain it didn't say, we're also going to go get pizza. Oh, but by the way, if the, there's no space at the pizza restaurant, we're going to pop on over to the strip club next door. And then we're the bad people mm -hmm. when we have a problem with it, with, with them tr trying out pole dancing. Just test it out, see if it's for you, if you mm -hmm. like it. Maybe in a couple of years you'll be dancing on that thing. and. People are be putting money in your G-string. You got that. You got the drag queen uh, situation. It's you got the situation in Florida where they're where they're trying to uh, jam these books down their throats mm -hmm. that teach them about all manner of sexual positions and preferences. I don't know why they can't leave our kids alone uh, because that was really the last vestige mm -hmm. of what we all agreed on was hey let's leave the kids out of this okay mm -hmm. we'll let them be kids. And then, and we'll teach them uh, the things that we want them to know about, right. and when we want them to know about it. Right. Uh, right. Leave that to the parents, right. not people at school, 
but it's completely changed now. Yeah. They're fair game. You know, it's also sad to me that I look at that picture and I'm like, yeah, of course they're being sexualized. But there are so many on the left who have been so hypersexualized that they look at that and they're like, that's not sexual. There's nothing mm -hmm. wrong with that. It's just a poll. Right. It's just a poll, right? When, whenever you see children tipping, yeah, they're yeah. like, well, it's just money. Mm -hmm. They're just tipping them. That's mm -hmm. not sexual to them. And it's like, you guys are degenerates if mm -hmm. you don't realize the inherent sexuality in all of these things that you're foisting upon these children. Um, but that's, a, that's our culture today. And that's why you guys out there, you lovely people, are watching this program. Uh, because we get you. We see you. We agree with you. Uh, all right, we got we to go. Pat. Thank you for being here. Make sure to check out Pat Gray Unleashed, Alex Stein, uh, Blaze TV show coming very soon. Make sure to check that out as well. Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.